It's time for episode 499 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's $4.99 for a limited time only. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined across the internet by my good friend, my co-host, my pal, my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons & Dragons on the internet together. It is Micah Sargent. Hello, Micah. Hi, Dan. I have $4.99 counted out here in pennies. I okay, will mail it great. to you. Thank you. Uh, it will cost more to mail it to you than $4.99 because of how heavy <laughs> it is. That's good. Um, I need I need the copper is what I need just in my yeah. in my diet and the zinc, all that good <laughs> stuff. Uh, this is, of course, the show where we discuss four tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left this week, it is a podcaster, a man about town, a thinker of big thoughts, and occasionally a developer of apps such as the fine Peacock. It's James Thompson. Welcome back, James. Oh, thank you. 499. I knew I should have held out for another week. Your your agent told us you were available, so we just went with it. Yeah, don't listen to that guy. Uh, uh, speaking of agents, I spoke to the agent of the recently sunburned podcaster, <laughs> Kelly Gamont. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Kelly. It is very nice and slightly uncomfortable to be here today. <laughs> As is our brand. Um, well, <laughs> let us kick things off. Watch OS 10 is rumored to get a major overhaul at this year's WWDC. I want to know what's at the top of your wish list for the Apple Watch. What do you what do you want to see in a Watch mm-hmm. OS 10? James, why don't you kick this off? So I'm not exactly the target for the Apple Watch anymore. Over the last couple of years, I can no longer read the screen without my reading glasses. And when I'm out and about and typically wearing my watch, I absolutely do not have my reading glasses on. So, you know, I've cranked the size of the text up quite a bit, which means there isn't actually much in the way of useful information I can display on the thing. So I guess I would like more accessibility features on the watch for people who aren't uh, 20-somethings with 2020 vision. It's pretty good on the accessibility front, I will say. But many of the features that are there are overkill for what I need right now. You know, give me 20 years. But right now, I'm just kind of like in the middle. Um, So I'm going to vote for third-party watch faces, mainly because then I could finally write my own watch face that would work exactly (laughs) the way I wanted. So a big digital time display that takes up three quarters of the screen, uh, but also gives me some space underneath for a handful of complications beautiful because you took the good answer i think um i i i guess i'll go with more customization overall um there are a few watch faces that already exist that i really like and a few complications that already exist that i really like but there's just a few little tweaks that i'd like to make from time to time that aren't currently possible um for the most part my apple watch just does its own thing on my wrist and I don't find myself interacting with it too much. But um, I think outside of sort of custom watch faces, it would be even better control of notifications specific to the watch itself, um, where (laughs) I could even set a thing that says, hey, um, I'm in a group chat 
And after three uh, rapid fire messages from the group chat, stop buzzing my wrist about it. I don't want that anymore, but I still want to be able to have that on my phone in case my phone is nearby um, where I can kind of look at it. So yeah, more granular control of notifications, I think, on the watch would be great. Kelly, what about you? Well, those were the first two things that came to my mind. Um, but mine, my my other one is sort of a, a riff on James's. Um, James wants things to be bigger. I want uh, the notification itself, like the the stand notification, which is when I get on my watch all the time. Um, I want that notification to completely fit on the screen so that I don't have to scroll to hit dismiss because <laughs> I have to do that on all of them. And I've discovered and I thought, oh, it's just because I tend to buy the smaller size of the two when they're available. And I thought, oh, it's just because it's me. But it's not. It does the exact same thing on a bigger screen. So why Apple, who doesn't let anything doesn't at this point doesn't let anything else on and I would love more customization. I look forward to um, flinging bananas on James's peacock watch <laughs> face, uh, specifically the about screen of James's peacock watch face. Um, I want I don't know why they can't make it fit because I should be able to look at it and have it dismiss like right there without having to go through extra action. So I want that as which is a very specific, very small thing. But when a notification from Apple using Apple's software on Apple's hardware doesn't fit on the screen, I feel like somebody and it's been that way forever. I, I, I want somebody to have actually used this out in the world and figured out that this is a problem. Um, the, the pithier answer for, for watch OS 10 at large is snow leopard, uh, or yeah, snow leopard, mountain lion. I want, um, refinements to what's there. I want the notifications to work reliably all the time because I do have like breakthrough contacts that don't always make it to my watch, which are set up specifically to do so. Um, I want the notifications that I do want to be there to show up. Uh, I've gone through and adjusted all the preferences. I reboot my watch to see if that's the problem. And I just come up against these other little oddities that I really want to get fixed. So uh, I would that's what I would say is um, uh, like a, a, a bolt tightening release more than give us a whole bunch of new stuff. Um, I'm going to go in the exact opposite direction. Give us a bunch of new stuff. No, um, I think... <laughs> I think they should tear it down to the studs and start, you know, not exactly start over, but like really reconceive with a with 10 years of the Apple Watch behind it. What is the stuff that that works well? What is the stuff that that could be improved to help the core mission of the Apple Watch? Famously, the first Apple Watch was very much everything in the kitchen sink. It did everything, apps and contacts and all this stuff. And while it maintains a lot of those features to this day, a lot of them have also been sort of de-emphasized in, in exchange for things like health and fitness and notifications, etc. Um, I'd like to see some improvements to the watch faces. Certainly third-party watch faces would be great. But even without those, I would like to see some improvements to what complications can offer and especially a re-architected complication system that is basically live in a way that the the current complications aren't. Uh, anybody who's glanced at their watch and been like, that doesn't look like the current temperature, tap through only to find it hadn't updated, is like, <laughs> yeah, what's the point of having glanceable information on my wrist if it's out of date? I end up checking my phone a lot now because now that my phone has widgets on the lock screen, 
in some ways it's just as convenient. Um, so I'd like to see, uh, you know, some real re-emphasis and rethinking about what is that main screen, because that main watch face is the experience, right? No matter what, if you tap through to other stuff, fine, but like 90% of the time you're on that watch face. So that experience has to be great. Um, and so I'd like to see some dynamic improvements with complications, maybe the ability for complications switch throughout the day based on sort of con- contextual information. They played a lot with that, with that Siri watch face that never quite took off. I think that was like, had some good ideas in it. It, but it needs to sort of be refined um, for a new approach. So I'm hoping for a if a if it is indeed a big release, something that sort of rethinks the entire concept of the watch. But thank you all for your thoughts. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from James. So Mark German has a story on Bloomberg this week about the apps that are rumored to come with the equally rumored Apple headset, including a mindfulness app, Freeform, and Apple Books. Uh, aside from the obvious joy of reading Dan's sci-fi books in VR, mm-hmm. are there any other first-party iOS or Mac apps that you think would be a good fit for the headset? Here's the thing. I don't know that there would be a good fit, but I was actually really excited to hear that Apple is working on bringing its iWork suite to the headset. Because So I've got an Oculus Quest or excuse me, a MetaQuest 2. And uh, I played it when I first got it and played it for a while. And then I put it away. And then the thing that got me to bring it out again was a lot of the virtual desktop opportunities. And it was kind of fun, again, for a while, to be able <laughs> to have um, this this virtual access to my desktop in front of me to have uh, access to my keyboard and sort of work in a mixed reality space where I had multiple screens as I wanted them. That was fun. It was interesting. And so the idea of having iWork there actually does have some interest for me, especially if what we've heard about the headset is true, that you can easily switch back and forth between VR and AR, um, being able to sort of VR into a multi-screen setup and then quickly switch back to AR whenever you need to like get a password to log in, which has been uh, kind of troublesome with the MetaQuest. That would be pretty interesting. So yeah, I don't know that it fits, but I think it's kind of cool. Uh, Kelly, what do you think? I want to roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making any product announcements at this time. Well, if I mean, if, if one magically appeared on your porch, I don't think you'd kick it out of bed for eating crackers. And I look forward to the about screen there. Um, <laughs> I I like the idea of of switching back and forth between VR and AR. Uh, the thing that I think of is because I play an AR game, uh, Pokemon Go, um, the ability to actually throw a Pokeball instead of just uh, run my finger across the screen sounds kind of fun. Uh, the other one I thought of when I was seeing more about um, the like switching back and forth between VR and AR was Ramp Champ, which is a classic game from Icon Factory that I used to play so much on my iPhone. I swear I wore a groove in the glass playing ramp champ on my phone uh so i would want to play something where it's a little more interactive sort of like um with the nintendo wii where the the wii controller was the lightsaber handle in a star wars game or it was the handle of indy's whip if you're playing lego indiana jones things like that where you can sort of up the interaction level in a game that would be my pick uh, for me, I think the big one would be the uh, Apple's built-in calculator app. It just seems like a perfect <laughs> natural. F- oh, sorry, Jane. no. Uh, I, actually, here's a here's a kind of a dark horse and one that already kind of uses AR, so it does seem like a natural fit. The Measure app on your iPhone, 
right? That app that already kind of uses uh, AR yeah. for you to like measure stuff. I think this mm-hmm. is a an interesting idea with this, the augmented reality standpoint is like, it would be cool if you could just sort of look around and be like, oh, uh, how tall is that ceiling there? And just be like, bam, bam. Like, you know, even if they've got like eye tracking, you could be like, look down at the floor, look at the top. And then it just like appears like how tall that, that ceiling is. That would be super cool. Um, other stuff like, you know, I feel, you know, Apple has done a lot with its apps to make them very viable on different platforms. But I do have a lot of questions about how these first party apps are going to work on the headset because if it's just like floating screens everywhere like how are we managing those is it is it like a stage manager thing or can you like pin like screens to certain locations and am i am i going to be like oh my god i left my spreadsheet around here somewhere where is it in this <laughs> virtual world oh it's on oh. the table why <laughs> um oh, no. so all of these have uh, like big questions for me about how these first party app experiences work but at the same time i feel like apple it's a no-brainer for apple to take all its its current apps and sort of port them in there because you never know what might catch on i think this is the stage we're at with this this product is we don't know what we want it for at this point. Maybe Apple has a pitch, but if somebody comes up with something that's like, hey, this turns out to be really great in this experience, um, you don't want to lock that out. So uh, I am looking forward to doing my spreadsheets and having my 3D charts all around me, like in real <laughs> 3D. That's going to be real exciting. So um, numbers, a good pick as well. I don't know that I'm going to spend a lot of time in there writing, but I don't know. Maybe I guess I. I don't. There's nothing more intimidating than the like we've gone from a, a 13 inch screen with a blank page on it to like a 75 <laughs> inch screen with a blank page on it. I might just be weeping slowly into my headset. <laughs> now James, I am I, just preemptively scared of my desktop in VR. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's just safe. So, so uh, firstly, nobody wants a calculator in mixed reality, Dan, and Apple should just leave that whole market to third-party developers. Um, but in terms of actually useful stuff, I, I think of all things, the camera app could be genuinely amazing. Assuming it would use all the cameras on the device at once and could save out like a 3D stereoscopic uh, still image or video, that could be a kind of science fiction made real thing where you could go back and experience a place or a moment in time again. Um, Not that I'm actually expecting people, normal people, to walk around wearing this thing, but if it's a high enough quality to record, say, like a concert from a certain person's point of view, and you could go back and watch that thing later, I think that could be actually great. Uh, There would also be a lot of smut, uh, let's be honest. But (laughs) I do think it would be amusing if some of the pro apps like Logic or Final Cut made it to the headset before they made it to the iPad. Um, But... You know, assuming you do get the ability to record 3D video or something, you know, maybe an iMovie or something could be interesting. Um, but if we are getting freeform and, it, you know, it does follow that we would get numbers, pages and keynote, uh, I wonder what William Gibson thinks of cyberspace becoming a place where you do your spreadsheets. <laughs> Uh, I think he'd be all for it. Uh, All right. That's two (laughs) topics down, two topics to go, which of course means it's halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by Clockwise Unwound. Yes, us. We sponsored our own episode. That's the kind of wild people we are at this show. Look, if you like Clockwise, but you're like, man, I could use a little bit more of Clockwise. Good news. You can get more and you can get it every single week. All you have to do is go to relay.fm slash clockwise. Uh, you can sign up to be a member and it's just $5 a month or $50 a year. Best of all, I mean, besides the extra content, because that's great. But best of all, you help support this show. 
And we really appreciate it because Micah and I are here. We're mining the topics every week. We're, we're getting that clock watched just eagle-eyed. And, you you know, it's worth every every penny that you pay for it. So go to relay.fm slash clockwise. Sign up to become a member of Clockwise. And you will get those extra bonus content every single week. And we really appreciate it. All right. Halftime is over. So I'll turn things over to Micah. Hello. So HomePods... The HomePod Mini and the HomePod second generation can now listen for smoke alarms or CO2 alarms. And it has me wondering what other sorts of ambient sounds and proactive notifications would you add to your life? Kelly, we'll start with you. Proactive, I'm not sure, but uh, my house also has a security system with an alarm. I would like if it would uh, detect that as well. Um, I used to have a little device that I purchased from a company that is now defunct, which it seems to be the way with smart home stuff that would listen for all kinds of things. So it would listen for a smoke alarm, a house alarm, um, the water leak detectors, which is a a third kind of of scary noise that you kind of want to know is happening. Um, So I would want it to find like all the different kinds of alarms to sort of expand that because it seems like they're all kind of standard, like all the water ones apparently sound very similar. Um, smoke alarms and CO2 alarms all sound similar. Uh, home security systems, I'm not so sure about. But having those options to be able to to add those is pretty great. And for proactive, I would say um, your garage door has been open for a long time, but I have a new enough garage door opener that it will automatically close it after 10 minutes. So, um, But if you don't have one of those, uh, that would be one that I would want is a door is open or if you have a um, a code like a smart door lock being able to have that tell you uh, like something from your home pod tell you like your door is open your door or something like is that a jar. would be <laughs> exactly no. that would be nice um actually that would be kind of great except for the fact that my smart lock and home kit have this weird fight where every once in a while it just spams home kit with like 20 notifications that the lock is always locked or unlocked depending on the current state just repeatedly oh no so i don't need that um but here's what I want. Um, I used the sound recognition feature when it first rolled out on the iPhone several years ago, and I would have kept it on, except for the fact, A, it gave me a lot of false positives, and B, it disabled the ability to summon Siri with your voice, because it could apparently only listen for one thing. Uh, but I oh love this on the HomePod, which feels like a much better use for it than my phone, which is traveling around with me wherever I go. So smoke alarms, great. Love it. Uh, I would add to that uh, doorbell. Um, I'm sometimes up in my office. I'm recording a podcast. I can't always hear the doorbell, but it'd be nice to get a notification. It sort of turns any doorbell into a smart doorbell, basically, which is great. Similarly, mm-hmm. our front door is like a screen door, and there's no bell on that side. It's only on our side door. So I would like uh, knocking. If people, if you heard knocking, could you let me know? Uh, and then I'd know Ooh. that somebody's at that front door and oh, didn't think to go around that'd the side. Be good. Uh, and yeah. then on to that, I add appliances. Um, I do have a smart stove, which is nice because when I start preheating it, I will actually get a notification on my phone when the preheating is done or when my timer mm-hmm. goes off or something like that. Fancy. Yeah, I know. It's nice. But uh, I feel like additional stuff like, oh, my dryer, like I'd love to know when my washer and dryer are done or my microwave is done or anything like that. I feel like all of those would be great. Oh, and I guess I could get yeah. in there like... I don't know, like if my child's crying or something, I guess if we get <laughs> notification, your child is crying. Well, that would probably go off too many times. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but those are a few of my thoughts. James, what about you? 
I, I mean, things like alerts for crying babies or barking dogs, dogs are already useful to me because if I get notifications for either of those sounds in my house, <laughs> I know somebody has broken in and brought their family and or pets with them. Or you're being it's a family activity. You're solving for a larger problem at that point than being able to hear those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, alarms would definitely be useful, though. You know, as Kelly said, if it works with security alarms or water leak alarms that might not otherwise be networked, that would be good. Uh, something like breaking glass might also mm -hmm. fit into the same kind of category. Yeah. Or even just, you know, flagging loud noises in general. My security camera does that already. Though generally, it just notifies me that my upstairs neighbors have dropped something on their floor. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, not so much a noise thing, but I would like all the various home pods around my house to actively tell me when the humidity level is getting too low in certain rooms and ideally do something about it. You know, it's kind of tricky because you don't want water standing around all the time in humidifiers, but I just want everything to be automatically regulated and I don't need to think of it. Uh, so the sound recognition on the iPhone includes fire alarm siren um, alarms, like actual sirens, smoke alarms cat, dog, uh, appliances, car horns, doorbells, door knocks, glass breaking, kettle. Oh, the kettle. Nice. Water running. Um, you can also set up custom appliances and doorbells. Then there's also baby crying, coughing, or shouting. And uh, I just set this feature up on my HomePod yesterday. And right now, um, whenever you go into the settings, it has a whole section for sound recognition. And then underneath sounds, it has smoke and CO alarm with a toggle oh. next to it. That leads me to believe that it will eventually add more to that section that we will see uh, other options. So I would like to see some other options come there. But in terms of um, uh, proactive notifications, I know this is goofy, but I really would love it if something in my uh, vicinity could say, hey, you're, you're getting hungry. You should go eat something. <laughs> uh, because I end up looking up um, far past my hunger point and realizing that I should have eaten something a while ago. And mm -hmm. so having something that just is a little nudge that says, okay, time, time to go get something, something to eat, uh, would be quite nice. But I think that's more of an Apple watch thing than it is any, well, I guess, no, listen for my stomach gurgle. That's all I need you to do. <laughs> uh, watch OS 10, uh, man. Ooh. Watch OS 10. There we go. It's there coming. it is. It yeah. should be. All right. Thank you all for your answers on that. Let us go to our next topic, which comes from Kelly. So as previously mentioned, I am very recently sunburned because I was on vacation in Hawaii for a week. Uh, what is So my question for all of you is, what is your dream destination for a vacation? And what tech goes with you? Basically, like your phone is going, your watch is going. Do you take your laptop? Do you take an iPad? What else goes with you? Oh, man. Hawaii is pretty far up there. I've been a couple times and I really love it. It's just really far from where I live. Um, but I recently went to the Caribbean for the first time and really enjoyed that. So I might put that on the list. Um, and in addition, I'll just throw out like my uncle has a small like cottage on a lake in western New York, uh, which is my favorite place to go on vacation. So I'm going to that's sort of my my within reach dream destination. Um, <laughs> in any case, when I travel, I usually bring I bring my phone and my watch and requisite cables and chargers. Someday we'll get down mm -hmm. to a world where I need fewer of those. Um, I usually bring an iPad as well because on vacation, I often want to maybe catch up on some TV or, 
I don't know, even play a game or something on my iPad. Uh, and it's great for that kind of stuff. I tend not to bring my laptop anymore unless I really know I'm going to need to work. Uh, because I, with a magic keyboard case on my iPad, I can, I can write if I need to um, and do that kind of work. But uh, basically, I try not to bring my MacBook unless I know I'm going to need to like record a podcast or do a lot of work that's going to require me to like switch back and forth on applications a bunch. Because even with Stage Manager, still a pain. Um, so yeah, uh, and I will throw into that my e-reader. Always bring an e-reader. Uh, lately, I've been traveling with my Kobo Libra because I really enjoy typing on that. And I didn't realize right until this moment how much it sounds like a Cuba Libra. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. Uh, back to the Caribbean it is. James, what about you? Well, I haven't really been anywhere in the last three years. So this is indeed more dream than reality. Uh, but our annual holiday before that was typically a trip to Gran Canaria in the Canary Islands, which just off the coast of Africa. Only four hours away from the UK, but great weather, even in the depths of winter. Um, as a side note, seeing Christmas decorations when you're having a beach holiday is weird. I don't know how the <laughs> Southern Hemisphere does it all the time. Uh, but I've also really enjoyed trips to Tokyo. So I guess either of those, both of those. Uh, Typically, though, I will leave my laptop at home as a sign of taking a break and, you know, set up an auto reply on my support emails saying that I'm away for the duration. Of course, the truth is that I also have an iPad Pro and Magic Keyboard with me, plus a phone. So I can still very easily read, answer and be stressed by my emails. But <laughs> other than that, I don't take too much. You know, Apple Watch, Nintendo Switch, 10-way Anchor USB charger to keep everything going. Um I will say, though, that I have just booked flights to come to Portland this summer. So maybe my dream destination was actually the friends I've made along the way. <laughs> oh, it could be your <laughs> friends you made along the way. Um, I've never been out of the country. And my dream destination would be uh, either, well, actually both at some point, Japan and Iceland. Um for obviously different reasons. I think they both look like incredible places to visit. Um, when I do go places, I am a an overpacker because I think that I'm going to need all the things and I hardly ever end up needing all the things, but I sometimes will force myself to use all the things just so I have an excuse <laughs> uh, for having brought all the things. It's a little bit like whenever you have a surplus in a budget and so you have to use up that surplus so that they keep giving you that extra money uh, the next time around. I think I have to use that surplus of stuff so the next time I go, I think I need to bring it again. I need to talk to my therapist. Anyway, I'm bringing everything on vacation every time because I think I need it all. Kelly, take this question away from me. I am definitely uh, on the, you know, in case end of the scale, um, which goes nicely with, you know, personal branding of Swiss Army wife. So I always have a cable or a charger or whatever the thing is that you need to plug that thing into the other thing, whether you need power or you're trying to get something to show up on another screen. Um, I... Uh, took my laptop and did not open it one time, which is the first time that's happened. So uh, I'm going to have to rethink taking it with me from now on. But uh, I took uh, my iPad for the same reasons as Dan. I like to um, sometimes watch a little TV on it. It was very nice on the plane. And I like um, and I, I have my phone and my watch and, and all of those chargers. But uh, uh, I also got more mileage out of my Kindle e-reader this time than I normally do. Uh, but it sounds like I need to upgrade to one with a cooler name. So I might have to investigate that in the mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. 
All right, that is our final topic. We got just enough time for a bonus topic. Let me ask you very quickly, do you have spring allergies, James? Well, I mean, it depends on what the springs are made from, but your oh typical hardened steel spring. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, okay, in truth, I have a lot of dust allergies. Uh, I'm basically deathly allergic to the inside, but being outside is absolutely fine. So it's like my body is trying to tell me something, but I just can't think what. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I do have spring allergies, and that's why I've got my fluticasone propionate right next to me, ready uh, in case I need it, and some eye drops. I have that nice one-two punch for those allergies, and maybe one day, one day, I'll try those allergy shots everybody's always talking about. Kelly, what about you? Thankfully, no. Uh, so, jealous. It's, yeah, it's very nice. Well, as a kid, I was allergic to absolutely everything, it seems like. Um, lots of foods, lots of stuff that was sprayed on grass outside and all that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe some of that has just made me immune to it going forward. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't really have any reaction to any of it. So it's, I'm, I'm happy every spring. As my old boss used to say, what doesn't kill you just makes you stronger. Um, so maybe that's happening there. I do have a pollen allergy. Uh, it's gotten a little better, I think, in, in recent years as I've gotten older, but I still take the Zyrtec. Take the Zyrtec every day for like two months. So, <laughs> uh, Thank you all for that. Hey, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can, as we reminded you earlier in the show, become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash clockwise. You can sign up for just $5 per month or $50 a year, and you will help support this show. Yes, this very show. In this week's overtime topic, we talk about tech comebacks. And with that, we have reached the end of this week's episode. All that remains is to thank our fantastic guest, James Thompson. Thank you so much for being here. Well, congratulations in advance for your 500th episode next week. I'm genuinely glad to have been here for about 7% of them. <laughs> and Kelly Gamont, recently sunburned. I hope you've got lots of aloe in your life. And thank you so much for joining us. I do, and I also was able to bring back some baby bottles of rum, so even if it does still hurt, I don't have to care about it quite so much. <laughs> don't mix them up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Micah, we will be back next week with a momentous episode 500. You should probably tune in for that because it's going to be a treat. Uh, until then, though, we remind everybody out there, as we have for the last 499 episodes, including this one, <laughs> watch what you say <laughs> and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.